Good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Monday, March 21st, 2022, the second day of spring and first full day. And I'll tell you what, it's a beautiful spring day here in central Ohio. It's beautiful and sunny and 63 degrees and it's nice. <laughs> Good day for the first day of spring, but it ain't going to stick around. If you don't like the weather here in Ohio, stick around 20 minutes. It'll change. And we're going to start moving into the monsoon season here shortly. And it's going to get wet and messy. But today is gorgeous. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only as a regular on a regular basis. But today we're going to be talking hyperverse and crypto and alternative uh, sources of funding your life and all that kind of cool stuff so we'll dispense with all the uh, uh, health type disclaimers and just say that uh, check out the websites yourdiyhealth.com that's y-o-u-r d-i-y like do it yourself health h-e-a-l-t-h dot com and of course our sister site yourdiywealth.com same exact address just change the first h to a w and you're there and when you get there, hit the Hyperverse tab, and uh, it is really slick because it. Uh, what if you could, you know, have the opportunity to take advantage of the crypto industry without having to worry about market volatility? That's always a big thing with cryptos, but not in this case. And there's videos there that teach you how you can capitalize on the next mega trend that's greater than the internet and mobile phone revolutions combined. And they'll also teach you how you can learn to become a part of the dynamic hyper community and experience the incredible benefits of membership, which are definitely <laughs> incredible is an understatement, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, it's just unfreaking real. Um, I've been loving this thing since I got involved in it last May. It's been almost a year now, and my goodness, it just gets better every single day. Uh, every day I get a raise, which is really cool. Don't even have to ask for it. It just happens. That's nice. Uh, how, many place, how many places have you ever worked or been doing anything where that was the case? <laughs> Not hardly. Even in uh, my longevity and Cerule and CTO businesses, all that stuff, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. And lately, it's been a lot of down uh, because everybody's feeling the pinch of the uh, changes in our economy. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, the other day, stopped by Costco, which has the lowest prices of gas in the central Ohio area. And uh, my 2014 GMC Sierra pickup with a V6 engine was down to three-eighths of a tank. Okay, so I was just between a quarter and a half a tank of gas. And I filled that puppy up. It took 18.365 gallons at $3.83.9 per gallon for a grand whopping total of $70.50. That is the most I have ever put into a vehicle of mine uh, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, you know, I wouldn't be laughing about it if, if it wasn't for Hyperverse. <laughs> there would be a time where I would have been crying and said, well, how am I going to, I wouldn't even be able to pay for it. But now because of Hyperverse, I just, eh, I was laughing when I showed it to my wife. I figured, 
when I got there, I said, oh, this is going to cost me between 55 and 60 bucks. <laughs> I wish. Man, and the price was lower. You know, I was thinking it was going to be close to four bucks, which it was last week. I was there, and uh, last Friday it was three ninety nine. So the price had dropped to uh, what sixteen cents, which was kind of unusual and unexpected. But um, still, seventy bucks, and it wasn't even empty. I had I was between a quarter and a half a tank, three eighths of a tank, and uh, I'd put about three hundred and some odd miles on on the uh since my last fill up i'd been doing a little bit of driving but boy i'll tell you what <laughs> it was still pretty interesting i bet you a lot of the folks that were there at the pumps were like having freaking sticker shock and uh i've seen some things where people have been at uh truck stops and uh taken a picture of the pump pricing after a after a guy had filled up his 18 wheeler to the tune of about 750 dollars and it's like good grief you know that's that's one fill up and he wasn't empty either um amazing stuff but you know it is what it is and uh, everybody's putting out their little things you know biden did this <laughs> oh my goodness anyway um thank god for hyperverse because uh it's rather interesting you know i had a uh, a delivery right before the show uh, UPS shows up and I said boy you guys got perfect timing I said I got a show that starts in 20 minutes and I was hoping you'd get here in time so I wouldn't have to stop in the middle of the show and come down and sign for this thing and uh, you know we got chatting and next thing I know he had a, a, a your DIY health card and a hyperverse card and he was all excited about checking them both out so uh, might have a new listener of the show and might have a new uh, person involved with hyperverse you never know but uh, never miss an opportunity to tell people about how they can restore their health naturally or restore their wealth. <laughs> uh, and this is the best way I've ever seen that you could do it. Uh, even though, you know, the genius of uh, Ryan Zhu and Sam Lee, when they set this program up so that there is no financial value or monetary value inside the system, uh, is just a freaking genius. <laughs> That's all I can say and uh, but it's so simple with just a few steps to take the non-monetary stuff inside the system and take it outside the system and convert it into things that you can buy 70 dollars tanks of gas with <laughs> and that kind of thing and uh, just got my new um, uh, hyperpay uh, visa virtual card that's denominated in dollars Got it set up over the weekend and uh, ready to go with that. Haven't used it yet, but um, I will be here uh, shortly. But, uh, you know, just one more thing I can do. Still waiting on the physical card. I'm hoping it gets here soon because I'm really looking forward to uh, bypassing the central banking system here in the U.S. of A., especially since I got my letter from my bank last week wanting to re-get, you know, my tax status for a non-interest-bearing account, which makes no sense at all, other than their KYC side of things, I guess. They just wanted to make sure I was still the same me that I was, you know, 23 years ago when I set up the account, and uh, I let them know in uncertain terms that that was the case. I'm still a U.S. national, not a U.S. citizen, still don't have a Social Security number, and life is still good <laughs> and anyway just waiting on john and kathy and hopefully uh, we maybe even have michelle or tanya or both with them uh, if all goes well and uh, 
There have been a few changes, though, for those of you in the, uh, that are involved in Hyperverse. Um, you may have gone in to look at your account to see if you had a rebuy due or anything like that. And uh, if you click on the membership tab, it uh, can, was kind of surprising to me Friday when I um, uh, logged in to do my daily maintenance, I guess you could call it. Um, all I saw was 4X stuff for the four-time system. Well, they have apparently gone uh, at least full tilt at this point. And um, oddly enough, it was like kind of surprising. And then I realized that there is little buttons above the uh, this you know the big buttons it says membership 2.0 and old membership and for those of you who got in with the 3x system all you have to do is click on the old membership button and it brings up all the 3x stuff now quite honestly uh, you know i can see why they may have gone with the uh, 4x as the default but most people are in under 3x so they i think it would have been better to do it that way anyway um that's neither here nor there, but basically if you look in there and all you see is 4X, all you got to do is look at the top of the top one on the right-hand side. You'll see old membership. Just click that, and it will take you to the things where you can do your 3X rebuys and that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, John and Kathy are here, and let's uh, see what they have to say. How are you guys doing? I smell hyperverse. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking a little bit about this and that. Uh, I was mentioning how I uh, gassed my truck up on Saturday afternoon. I was at three-eighths of a tank, so I was just between a quarter and a half, and it took 18.365 gallons at $3.839 a gallon, $70.50. Oh, get... you got the cheap gas. <laughs> yeah, I went to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody else was running four and a, four and a quarter to 4.30, something like that. I figured I'd, I'd try the cheap stuff, you know, because, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. it works. It's a uh, truck runs and it was still, you know, it was the most I ever put into a tank at one time on one of my own vehicles. That's 70 terrible. bucks. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I was at 100 the other day. Oh, man. Well, I, you know, the thing is, and I was saying if it wasn't for Hyperverse, I'd have been crying. Instead, I was laughing. I felt bad for everybody else there that wasn't. I should have been passing out Hyperverse cards. <laughs> you right. know, if, exactly. if this gas is killing you, this is what you need to do to fix that problem. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. Get yeah. your leads. Just oh, man, I'll tell you what. Part of the gas pumps. Yeah. Joe, but, Biden, Joe Biden brought you this, but I'll bring you this. You yeah. know? Well, I had you know. uh, the UPS driver showed up about uh, 20 minutes ago and um, bringing me a brand new uh, Mac laptop. And uh, before he left, he had a, a business card for your DIY health and for Hyperverse. And he's looking forward to checking them both out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> nice little chats right there on the front of the step. But um, because of Hyperverse, I, my wife has been using a uh, laptop that's, oh, goodness, I think from 2012, if I remember right. And she's been complaining about the speed. And I saw that Apple just came out with a brand new uh, MacBook Pro 14-inch with their new M1 chips that are screaming fast. And uh, I said, well, I think I'll buy myself a new one and she can have my new one that I bought last uh, uh, last August. And uh, it'll be the fastest computer she's ever used and still <laughs> considerably slower than the one that just came to me this morning. But, uh, uh, and you know, both of them purchased as a result of the incredible nature of Hyperverse. You know, yeah, great. Fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. And I just got a new iPhone, too. 
Well, I understand you better get batteries and accessories for those things because they might be stuck in. Well, I got all kinds of accessories and stuff and cases and all that kind of thing. And got my iPad Pro that I've got two new cases for, trying to figure out which one I like the best. But yeah. uh, I've got all brand new equipment now. batteries. So. Yeah. Well, these things last a lot longer than the old ones did. Um, I last night I looked at my phone and I'd been using it all day long and it was still at eighty some percent. And, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it was uh, not bad. But anyway, so uh, what you guys been up to? How things go over the weekend? Well, things are pretty good. Um, I did another national presentation. Um, that's getting to be a regular thing now, which I'm certainly glad to do. And uh, it, people were very interested. Uh, they learned a lot, and of course, we always get into uh, the, the, the hyperverse because once they get their their body free, they still have to get their money free. And you know, believe it or not, um, these people were probably upper middle income type bracket, and had a had a really nice home and a nice family. And there was three generations there. Uh, this is basically a family situation just for one family, and it went very well. Uh, they were very surprised. Many of them have not heard any of this stuff, but they certainly welcomed the me message. And the uh, they got a fellow in there that's a younger guy that heard my presentation before, and he just turned 18, I think, on that very day, Saturday. And he's the one that put this whole thing together for his family. Uh, so he's excited about both sides of this. Uh, and, and, of course, he's fully understands the digital revolution that's going on here. And... Um, they're just very anxious. Uh, he just already sent me a text and says, please send me back the information <laughs> right away. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to be sending him information so he can look into it for his family. But um, and interestingly enough, one of the family members was an attorney who has been practicing for some time and had not heard any of this stuff. Oh, of course not. But, uh, <laughs> He was, he was, uh, well, he's reasonable. You know, he wasn't challenged me on anything. I mean, he, he just said some of the cases that I was talking about were older. And I said, so. yeah, I says, I've not shepherdized them. And I said, that's the attorney's job. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, but I said, these are pretty standard cases. And they've been around a long time. And the reason they're there and available is because they have been and used a long time. Because and they, they haven't been overturned. As far as we know, and that's what he's talking about. But I, I really do think I want to shepherdize a lot of these cases and see what's been happening with them. Uh, it's just a good thing to know, since I'm running into more and more attorneys that, that have not seen this. Nobody knows about Hyperverse or what it's, you know, uh, what it is or how it works or why it's there. But once we explain that it is a way of creating value in something that we can uh, get at. Uh, once we create the value in there, we can, as rewards, convert those rewards into different goods and services, just like any other rewards program. But because these guys are in the crypto market and own their own bank and they have their own exchanges, and they're very much involved in the interface between fiat and between crypto. And that's what makes this thing work so well. Uh, because we can actually take our rewards and can put them into a company digital coin. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've got the tokens for HVT, and then we've got the MOF as well. 
And so we can interface with those back into a secondary market and then put that back into any kind of fiat that we need. So it's a great message. And they do understand that the money system, you know what, Canada woke a lot of people up, you know, I mean, because that was, they were loud and proud about what they did. And I was very happy they did it because it sure put the point on it that you can't trust your banker, period. They're not interested in doing anything for you. They're interested only in trying to control you. And this is one way you can maintain control over some form of an asset base that is not money, uh, is not in their system right now. But think about it. Let's say that the banking system decides it's all going to go digital. Well, where do our guys work? They work in the total digital sphere. Do you think their companies are going to go under? I don't. I think their companies are going to survive and thrive because they're leading the charge and they're the the uh, venture capitalists. They're the ones that are the creators of all of these systems, these blockchain systems. And so I'm convinced, in my own mind at least, that they will be able to convert our rewards to whatever so-called, I don't know what to call them. <laughs> I don't want to use any bad words, but... Um, you know, if you have to get into the mainstream digital coin, I'm sure they'll be able to handle the interface for us. You know what I mean? So, so, so what if the dollar goes away? It, it, it's, it's certainly going to create a problem for the people in the United States, that's for sure. We have a lifestyle here that it is uh, quite different from everybody else on the planet because we are the world's reserve currency. Why is that so? Well, because everybody has to do business in the dollars, which keeps the value up. And then in, in, in top of that, we also get a little hit. You know, there's a little vic that we pick up every time somebody does business with the dollar. Now they're going to start doing it outside the dollar. And then when they go to digital currencies, the, the dollar digital currency is probably just going to be one of many, many digital currencies that are out there. Um, and these guys know how to interface it and create products for it. So I don't see that it's a losing proposition for us at all. So I'm very happy about it. And I think that, that that message resonates with a lot of people. Now, there's still a lot of people out there that don't know about Hyperverse. That's uh, a real opportunity for people to spread the word and actually accelerate the rewards that they have in their own plan and obtain more by, by sharing it because it is an affiliate program. It's not an MLM and it's not a, uh, a Ponzi. That's the thing that this, these guys that capitalize on the Hyperverse name seem to key on. They set up these websites out there and, oh, Hyperverse is this and Hyperverse is that and it's a scam and they don't do this and they don't do that and you better watch out for this. But if you really want to know, there's a good program here. There's a link below to, you can go to that one and you can, you'll be able to get good deals over there. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. And somebody is checking out Hyperverse and they think, well, I'm going to go on the internet and check these guys out. And that's what they run into because these guys are, are all doing SEO and they're making sure that the word hyperverse is up there. But because there's so much interest in it around the planet, it's got a very high keyword rating anyway. So they're able to get their two cents in there. Um, and a lot of times people send this over and says, well, what do you think about that? Well, it only takes two minutes to tell that this is, there's no real value in what they're saying. They're just trying to 
to get the people to go to their program. That's what they're doing. But I think it's even more insidious when we found out, because we worked with a couple of these guys. I mean, they, they actually got involved with our program, and one of them, they just held the company up. You know, they just said, you know, well, if you pay us, uh, we'll, we'll either stop it or we'll give you a good review. I mean, isn't that called blackmail? Or, fan, you know, fancy word, extortion. Extortion. Ah, extortion. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But and that's think, what they do. That's what they're paid to do. People yep. think that that's due diligence. They don't look at the companies, the company names, and the behind the scenes, and the fact that these guys are, you know, Ryan Zhu is, uh, was vetted by the SEC. Right, he had to be vetted because they were going to appoint him as a director of one of the companies here in the United States, and they had to show who he was. And they came back with glowing report about Ryan Zhu being a director of this company. Ryan Zhu, the nuclear engineer who just happened to have saved Bitcoin. I'd say that's a pretty good trade and pretty good guy to have on your board. So, yeah, definitely. you know, especially since he's the progenitor of the largest venture capital and blockchain technology on the planet. You think that might help that company get a leg up? I do. Oh, yeah. So when you actually find out who these guys are and what they do, I mean, this is, this, this was what the hold up with me now. You got to remember, we, you know, we, we paid our dues. It's been very expensive <laughs> and very scary. In Bitcoin, large amounts of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I got I, a good education, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was a pump and dump. I thought what they were doing with their coins was just engineering a, uh, a system of running a bunch of funds through a coin and getting a high value for it. And, uh, you know, then they were just going to sell it off and dump it. But that's not the case. If they did that, it would destroy everything they built over the last ten years because nobody would trust them anymore. Yep. So it and the fact is that they've they've offered this new way of doing your rewards. You've got what we call the old plan and the new plan. They've just you got to look at they've just made a public commitment to another six seven years right there that they're going to be doing this. Really, they said they wanted thirty million people in here. And a lot of people like that Forex rewards. Now, I personally think that for most people, if they're not going to go out and refer it, yeah. uh, probably the 3X is better for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll grow their account a little faster. Yeah. Hey, John? Yeah. Yeah, this is bad old Jeffrey again. Sorry. Hi. Anyway. How you doing? <laughs> so, when... So for the past two or three nights when I've uh, done my reward rebuy, I see that, whoa, the list of the 3X things are gone from my page. My I discovered site. that at the beginning of the show. Right, and so, I'm, so I missed that. But I see that now I'm stuck with 125 who at a time, which no. is okay. I'm all fine with that. No, all you do but is at the top 3X, of that. I don't see 3X says, as an opportunity anymore. Hold so on, is that Jeff. correct? Hold on. At the top yep. of the list, when you when you go to your membership page, it says uh -huh. 2.0. On the right side, it says old membership. If you click that, it brings up all the 3X things. Correct. I did that, and that didn't look to me like... It's the same thing as it was before. Okay. All right. I'll look again. Yeah. That's well, the they have to. They have to have the 2 because the 4 system is different than the 3. they got to separate it. 
Correct. Yeah. You know, and it, well, it, it works differently, but it still rewards for your account. Okay. They're One other on. thing real quick is, so my problem with the hyper card, so the virtual card, that's fixed. My other issue, I guess that's fixed because applying for that card has been suspended for a period of time. And so now I'm instructed to either ask for a refund or just wait. All right. So I'm going to wait. So those well, two issues, they're done with. Thanks. They've done, they did that before too. Yeah. There are just too, too many people applying for it, but we have a better thing coming, we think. Okay. And that's because, um, yeah, well, okay. not better, just a, another really wonderful uh, alternative, you know. Well, that's what I mean. It, it doesn't have the delays and the, but yes. for our purposes, I think it's better for us to do that. If you want to get the big $50,000 day spend limit card, fine, but you're not going to be seeing me spend any $50,000 a day anywhere. Well, that's because... Yeah. Uh, we all need to go back to Hawaii. I'll teach you how to spend that right now. <laughs> Shop till you drop, baby. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Give you got to bring it home, you know. You can't you just leave it all on the island. Yeah. I do like parking my Bitcoin with the Who Earn program. Yep. Very good. I got that going. I recommend it. And the, the, this is the other thing. You've got all this um, DeFi that's being available right within the Hyperverse system itself. Yeah, I find um, that very confusing. I don't know what to do about that yet. Well, the DeFi is pretty straightforward. It's it's in those icons that are on the front on your homepage where they have um, those are short, shortcuts is what they are. And if you just click on the DeFi button, it's you give them some of your MOF or your HVT, and they pay you interest on it mm -hmm. you, you, because you're staking it. In other words, you're putting it in a timed account, just like you would at a bank, really. Yep. And they're paying rates of 12 to 13 percent is what I'm seeing. On USDT? <clears throat> no, no, on MOF. Oh, I, or I, take that. I was looking at something else. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, it's completely different than the other stuff that they're doing with the HVT token uh, that they're running through a smart contract. It's very simple and easy to do, and you can pick time period, one week, uh, two weeks, uh, 30 days, and then there's other opportunities after that that they're, they're going to be bringing out. <clears throat> Remember, this membership program it really is just the beginning of what they're going to be doing with it. This whole hyperverse thing that they put together on the on the so-called business side, not strictly a membership, you have to be into the rewards program to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. So now they're helping you get the rewards that you can use to take advantage of the systems that they're creating, um, yeah. which is a genius way to go. Then plus the fact that they own the who, which uh, they're expanding that too. As you see, there's more and more things over there that they're making available. So when you say the who, you mean who.com? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. That, that's what we use most of the time for everything. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's a, there's a new member right there. T-Rex Trader. Yep. <laughs> that's a good name for him. <laughs> a new national too, I hope. 
Uh, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that, you know, with what we see coming down the road. We had a great meeting yesterday or two at Pasadena. The, there was the owner of uh, Mrs. Olson's restaurant up in Oxnard, and they, they've been trying to shut him down for quite a while, and he's been fighting and fighting, and there's a an attorney up there um, who actually was helping him. Most of the ones that, that were trying to help him or supposedly helping him were just bleeding his bank account. They weren't doing anything for him. This gal comes in there, goes in there, and has him lock down all of this stuff, put the county on its back heels, and and uh, really squared him away. She was really good. We need more like her. So people are real excited about her because she's a willing fighter, and she's willing to use the programs, the, the codes and everything, as, as they should be used. And these other Sounds guys like were more like good old boy program, you know, we scratch my back, you know, we don't want to rock the boat. We want to work with these guys for a long time and have an income. And she said, hell with that, you know, they're screwing people. And uh, so she came in there and tore them up, did a great job. Sounds like a modern day Vivian Kellums. Do you remember her? Well, I wouldn't know. I don't know that name. Well, she wrote a book. She was one who yeah, was upset about the, in the 40s. You know, the victory tax, just a temporary victory tax. Well, turned oh. into the W-4 and withholding and all that. Yeah. Well, anything you can do to, you know, keep control in the private, that's what we want to do. Every lioness is a positive. Yeah, you bet. Mm -hmm. Joe, so, I didn't let you explain that other card. Oh, yeah. You know, well, the, the other card that we're finding is going to be available and we don't have a time frame on it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but I just want you to know that you're going to be able to get a MasterCard at some point here. And there's got a $2,000 day spend limit. It's a crypto card and it's an international card. Yeah, it's not connected with Hyperverse. Uh, at all. Yeah. It's a the company is in England and the banking is out of Estonia, as far as I can tell. And then you'll be able to get up to three of those cards with one ID because they're doing the same thing. They want to, they don't want these things to be, um, they don't want everybody to have a whole proliferation in one, one spot because you can move funds between the cards too. So they've got to just ID and make sure that you're a real person that's, that they're working with, especially because it's an international card. I think that's all I have to say about it at this point. Uh, it's, it's going to have an affiliate program with it. So, there's a lot of people out there that would probably want to have a card not associated with a local bank <laughs> with the way they act. <laughs> I mean, my bank won't even let me in the lobby anymore, you know. Well, you guys weren't Throw here. Uh... Cross. Get the holy water out. Here he comes. They think you're an unmasked bandit, huh? Uh, oh, man, they had a real problem with that. <laughs> as long as I don't come in the bank, they're real nice to me. Sounds like segregation to me. Yeah. I was complaining with Chase the other day. I says, where's the coffee? He says, the only reason I come here is for the coffee, you know. <laughs> but they're not doing the coffee. Bummer. We'll know we're back to normal when they put the coffee out. Yeah, we ain't going you know, back are, to normal. <laughs> how are they going to compete with the other banks? You know, if they're offering coffee and the others aren't, well, I'm going to go where the coffee is. Wow. Pretty bad when we're getting down to that on in it. Well, of course, because I don't care. I don't care. I've got this. Yep. Yep. 
Doesn't matter. I, I, other things, people, they, you hear all the conventional planners and stuff still talking about stocks and buying this and buying that and getting yourself maybe some gold and silver. And they don't realize the real possibility that your population may have to move from point A to point B. How are you going to take that stuff with you? Yep. You can't. Even if you did, somebody would notice that you're staying real close to that. And they'd start looking over and asking questions. What's he doing? They might try to take it from you. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather look like I don't have anything and have everything in my pocket that, that, that they don't care about. And that's what you can do here. Yeah, I just got a letter from my pension board saying that they're reducing the interest rate and therefore requesting a higher uh, com, uh, contribution from uh, employers and all that kind of stuff. And I uh, didn't read the whole thing, but, you know, makes me nervous every time I see something. Well, we're changing this, we're changing that, because it's, you know, things aren't working the way they used to and that kind of thing. And so I'm just waiting for the letter that says, well, guess what? <laughs> We've been seized by the government. You don't get any more checks. <laughs> <laughs> no more direct deposits. Well, CalPERS out here for the public employees and mm-hmm. uh, STRS, the uh, teachers side, they're 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 uh, they're unfunded. They don't have enough money to pay these these pensions. Yeah. And everybody says we got a contract. We're going to get paid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth the ink it's printed on. I have copies because my mother-in-law was a retired teacher already out here. Um, I have copies from years ago. It says, is this egg going to crack? And it shows a retiree standing there looking at this big egg and it's full of cracks and all every crack piece, you know, is some aspect of their retirement system, the medical system, et cetera. And they've been talking about this for a long time and they've never fixed it. Well, just look at the economic situation that was created here by these crazy people uh, running the government. How many businesses were shut down? You know, you still have the unions that don't want to go back to school. They, they want to get paid, but they don't want to go back to school. Uh, of course, you know what? As parents are finding out the stuff they were getting taught, they were being defrauded anyway. They've been teaching them crap. Yep. Uh, they destroyed uh, the ability, people's ability to think. They don't know anything about history at all. They are not. No. Yeah, they don't know anything about finance. No, they don't. They never taught you anything about your money except accounting. All they did was teach them accounting. Mm -hmm. Well, they taught them how to be victims. Well, but they didn't know that. But they want to make sure you can fill out that tax form just right. (laughs) They'll teach you arithmetic, but not algebra or calculus. Well, actually, they did start teaching some of that stuff. I was surprised. Um, I know that. Well, I mean, I started, in reference to being financially literate, oh, historically yeah. literate. Yeah. Well, they yeah. still didn't teach you everything that this was a debt-based system and that you had to borrow money to get ahead and uh, you needed to acquire assets based on debt. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of different things they didn't teach anybody. Yeah. The one thing here is, is this system that we're into now is not based on a debt-based system. So you actually are accumulating assets that are, are not done you know, like that. And it 
creates an asset pool from which you can generate a a um, stream of rewards, which you can then convert into goods and services. And that's the way people should be structured. If you're going to go out there and work and develop things and you want to have something that's going to generate something that's going to take care of you, not be a loan-based system where you're any minute if you can't keep the payments up, you lose everything. <clears throat> so the fact that they're actually allowing you to hold this these funds and then at the same time earn an interest on them, uh, man, that's great. That's good. And anytime you need to convert them back into some form of a of a currency or whatever you need to get wherever you are, um, I mean, it's amazing. But that's where the system seems to be going, and, and they're leading the charge because that's who they are. And they're big enough to do it. People don't really, I can't imagine how big they are in their global, but they got a global reach and they certainly have been very successful. They've had failures in the past, but I think they've learned from them and, and they're really moving straight ahead. Uh, they're even getting into NFTs. Everybody's getting into NFTs now for everything. But I think that NFT structure is, is going to be even a more secure form of the blockchain, which will enable people to keep stuff they create and they make as theirs and people will not be able to steal it from them. So I think there's real benefits in that too. So there's there's kind of multiple new world orders, isn't there? There's the new world order where they you're in Ukraine and Russia, they're having a discussion over who's going to control that property. Um, you're into the situation where you earn a living in a different way than you did before. Um, and if you want to accumulate other kinds of assets, you got to be concerned about where they are. I certainly don't want to have anything in Ukraine right now. So this gives you a global reach and it makes uh, things available uh, in different areas where you can participate in without having to take a significant kind of risk of loss. And when you talk, talk about risk, most people think that you, you lose something, but it's it, there's different kinds of risks, right? There's interest rate risk, there's investment risk, there is uh, countries at war risk. There's, there's about seven or eight different kinds of risk that you have to determine. And having something that's fluid that you can move within different currencies and different different uh, locations and different regions at the, at the drop of a hat, I think is very important to have today. It's just the way things are changing. Jim, you've been, you've been most successful of everybody here using the Hyperverse plan. I mean, you're you're kind of a shining star here with making it work. Really? And, yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm just having fun. <laughs> well, but yeah. but you're you're actively using it to achieve the goals that you couldn't reach any other way. Yeah, well, the, that and the hyperpay. Um, it's been uh, linking those two things together is just been wonderful. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> for me anyway uh, it, it, it take there's a learning curve that's you know that's true oh yeah yeah and like i said you know one of the things i've learned is if you are in a hurry <laughs> uh, you, you just got to learn how to slow down because things happen at their speed and if you're not moving at their speed uh you're just going to be frustrated um, they've got a lot, you know, they're, they're experiencing the same kind of growth that some other things have over the years. And 
unfortunately the manpower doesn't keep up with the uh, expansion of the people making requests of the system and as a result you know it slows things down and uh, you know you just have to have to be flexible i think is the big key and yep. realize that you know they're going to get to it it just takes time and uh yeah but well we were talking to some of our friends down in ecuador this morning mm -hmm. and when they first got started doing this thing one fellow there was just i don't know how would you express it he got frustrated really fast and sometimes we thought he was going to pop a cork uh, but now we found out today that man he's just as happy as can be he's doing this and doing that he's stepping out on his own and he's he's able to you know take care of himself and uh, the gal that um, referred him in she's happy as she can be uh, she's able to make sure that she's going to have she wanted it's like she put it today if I could take a month, I could make a month off now and not worry about it. Yep. Yeah, I was doing doing some addition yesterday, and uh, I just finished doing all our rebuys, and uh, I looked at my wife, and what I told her, her eyes just got the size of quarters, her silver dollars, <laughs> I mean, huge. Really? And uh, I said, you know, I, I'm not going to put numbers out over the air, but it was, I was astounded. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and is. if if I I just told her if I was to do a, a a withdrawal every day this month instead of a rebuy, you would not believe where we would be. Um, it was amazing, and uh, the thing is, is by doing a rebuy, it triples it. <laughs> so it's just right. going to be even better down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so I'm I'm saving it up for when when the pension and the longevity and all the other stuff, you know disappears uh which you know could happen at any time i'm i'm not uh i'm not under the impression that my my pension's going to last for as long as i do i i'm fully aware that more than likely uh, i will outlive my pension by quite a long time and uh, normally that would be very scary but today yes. i'm not the least bit worried about it um you know jesus said uh <laughs> Uh, have no fear and i don't <laughs> simple as that he's taking care of me every day of my life every step of the way and it's just gotten better and better and better and Amen. Uh, i'm not the slightest bit worried about the future when it comes to finances or anything else for that matter uh, but well, you remember <laughs> what happened to studebaker studebaker remember those cars my dad used to have recovery. one yeah well you know when they shut down in south bend they terminated their pension and then they split to canada Ooh, and that's that. what that's what brought in the uh, erisa employee retirement income security erisa security act yeah and i love how the government always phrases these things as if there's some positive aspect to what they're doing right <laughs> yeah like the patriot act <laughs> yeah and they, and they used it to lock down banks and and ira accounts and they put trustees in front of your money so that you couldn't get at it you know stuff like mm -hmm. that um and that's what started that whole process we had pension and profit sharing before defined benefit pension plans where the companies were responsible for putting up the assets to make the pension and then that went down the tubes under that whole system. 
So it, it, it happens. Uh, the, supposedly, the Teamsters pension plan, Midwest pension plan, it doesn't have much money left in it either. And these guys, these investment guys, have been using all of those funds and pools and building up China. It just it just bugs the heck out of me that you know that these people are accountable for all this stuff. The way they write the laws, and it seems to me that most of our legislators are bought. Yeah, big time. Yeah, it's just it's really bad. They've been you know whining and dining them, and they they're 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 taking money from all these people, and they got to do the bidding. If you if you take this if you take the gift, you got to you got to conform. Mm-hmm. It's a contract. And I guess it could be serious, serious, but look at what they've done over the last 50 years to this country. It's really bad. There's got to be some alternative. It's one of the things I like about Ryan Zhu. When you listen to the the uh, Prime video, talking how he talks about the little guys always getting screwed. It's always the big guys that make more money and the little guys get worse and worse. He wanted to level the playing field. And so far, I can see he's leveling the playing field for us, but he's getting bigger and bigger anyway. Um, but he seems to be passing it on pretty well. At least we're getting to, we're able to participate in this reward program with his companies. And, yeah. and that's something to ask people when they, they bring up these other things or all those, these negative articles about, you know, Hyperverse. Say, you know, where are the leaders or the founders of these other businesses and companies and whatnot that they're trying to steer you towards? Where are they talking about how they want to make things better for the little guy? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it just doesn't exist. That's true. You don't even know who they are half the time. No, you really don't. You have no idea. Or if you do, see, this is this is the whole thing that I had with uh, so-called the. the uh, securities laws. Uh, when I got into that, I thought that the products that I would have available for my clients uh, that I could recommend to them were vetted. In other words, the broker dealer had to do due diligence on the thing. And what that boiled down to uh, was that there were these safe harbor rules that the IRS came up with. And as long as you complied with those safe harbor rules, then the general partner wouldn't have a problem and they would be able to offer these things to the public. Well, as it turned out, more and more, the projects failed. Uh, there was no real incentive for the guys that put the projects together to, to continue it, right? So I don't, I don't, I can't say outright that they mismanaged it, but how come all of these so-called due diligence products that were supposedly protected by the securities laws failing and everybody's losing money. And yet they turn right around and go, go right back into another mutual fund or they go into another limited partnership or they, you know, get into leasing uh, aircraft, railroad cars, uh, storage cars, um, just all kinds of stuff out there. But these guys are always protected. The only guys that seem to be not protected are the ones stealing from the main company, you know? And, and then you don't hear about it like Bernie Madoff. How many years was he running his scam? And everybody knew about it. But for some reason, I guess he didn't tick off the right people yet. He didn't, when he, once he ticked them off, then he went down. Remember the bond king? Remember when they started doing uh, high, what they call junk municipal bonds? 
can't remember the guy's name now, but he, man, that guy became a billionaire doing that all through the legal system. So I don't recommend the legal system anymore at all. And, you know, people are asking me what they, what they, I should, I mean, what do I think they should do with this, this, and this? And I'm, I'm saying the same thing. I said, you need to get something as a way to get your money out of that bank. They're taking distributions from pensions plans and they're putting them in a bank and they intend to leave them there. I want my money safe. <laughs> it's not going to be safe. And they're the always going to have biblical come out of her, my people. They're always going to have a legal excuse why they had to do what they did. So I'm there's you just have to have this little bit of diversification. But I just tell them for don't put everything you have into one thing. And you need some in this arena. Uh, this is the future. This is where you need to put some here. Um, and then you need something. These need some physical stuff and you need some cash. It's up to you to decide and you need to prepare. You need to prep yourself. Look at the way the economy has been whipsawed by these so-called things that they came about. Um, food, you need to prep for food. You need to get back to the old way of growing a garden. I did it as a kid and hated it because um, that's what I had to do most of the time was work in that garden and work in the yard and rake leaves and cut trees and stuff like that long, long time ago. And man, when I, when I left in the army, I didn't want to do that anymore. And uh, I, I really didn't want to do it most of the time. I'd had enough of it. But now I find that I have to go back and relearn all these skills and things that I've, I've completely forgotten about. Because just to be safe, I just look at the food disruption that's possible here. It's, it's, it's amazing what's going on. All these people in these populations and these stack and pack homes where they have no no yard, where they have um, all restricted movements, um, all kinds of rules and regulations as to what they can even do on their piece of property. You got to have grass that's green. You can't have brown grass. Uh, you, you you can't put rocks down if you don't want to do it. You know you got to you got to conform to all these rules, and you don't even own the land. It's just terrible. This is this is a disaster as far as I'm concerned. And we're seeing it. But the, the world, the way things are going in these populations, you've got to do something. If nothing else, I guess. I always use the concept of diversification as a, a way to uh, protect the planner, uh, because if we got everybody diversified, then if one thing went down, the other things didn't go down, then you weren't blamed for all that stuff. But you also have to kind of specialize in some area. And that's what um, some of these very, very large investors, like a guy by the name of Rogers, who's a well-known investor, he says, you don't, don't diversify, you got to specialize. And that's also what I used to hear in different aspects of college education. In other words, you need to specialize in a certain kind of an area and make that your own. So if you're within the insurance industry, you'd become a specialist, maybe in estate planning or disability income products or medical products and things like that. You didn't work the whole field. And this, this specialization, as it got more and more complex, has been spread and spread and spread. But at some point, when you're basing everything on technology in a modern society, Everybody forgets that the earth is going to do what it's going to do, and it don't care about your technology. You're going to have to have basic skills that you're going to need to take care of yourself at some point. And that's where they've got us right now is locked in this technological 
system where we can't do anything to help ourselves. Well, fortunately we can, and we're using technology. But I also see the need to get back to basic survival skills too. Uh, I used to teach basic first aid uh, through the Red Cross. And it was amazing to me how many people just, they get hurt and they just don't have any clue what to do. Of course, Kathy's an expert at that stuff. She knows how to fix all this stuff. And she'll tell you anytime you want to know, just ask her. <laughs> hey, uh, this is Scott down here in Ecuador. Hey, uh, Scott. Hey, how are you? <clears throat> I was wondering on the uh, on the Hyperverse, can you fund this with a credit card or does it have to be a crypto funding setup? Well, well you can do it on the Who now with a credit card. Um, actually, we just posted a video this weekend in our Telegram group telling you it, it walks you right through it. Is that available in the U.S. too? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, the last time ah. I looked, it wasn't, but uh, that's good to see. That and if they're... not, we've got, uh, I don't know, do they have, they have, yeah, they do have Kraken down there because we just talked to a guy that set up his Kraken account and you can uh, buy from your Okay, I've got I've got an a cracking account, um, but right now my my situation, and I've got some, I've got Bitcoin, but I've got an old fried computer that uh, I've got a cold storage Trezor, and either my computer's not recognizing the Trezor or it's corrupted or something, and uh, so I'm not able to even access my Bitcoin just yet, and I'm waiting on a new computer to arrive because I have kind of an old. Uh, Frankenstein butchered together uh, computer. So uh, that's why I was asking that. I was I want to get started, but I want to. <clears throat> I'm kind of handcuffed right now with my, accessing my Bitcoin uh -huh. until I get this new computer and I can set everything up. And I know that I either have a problem with the uh, the uh, Trezor thumb drive, uh, or it's not a problem at all. But uh, well, welcome with to the, the Trezor. If you keep trying to access a Trezor on a, and it keeps rejecting you, which is what it's doing to me, <clears throat> it keeps doubling the time it it How takes to try to access it. So you screw yourself the, uh, in a hurry if you're not careful. Um, Have you tried? But if you can, uh, you know, you know, I've, I've been trying to get this with uh, going with Roger. And Roger wasn't sure how to get me to set up on the on the sign up link and uh, i know we uh, sent an e i sent an email to you with my phone number so when you when y'all get a minute one day just give me a buzz and uh, i'd like to get get set up with this and uh yes god i know any, I know. any any information that you can send me um okay you know to help to help expedite this would be great we can, we can contact you if you're going to be around we can, we'll call you after yeah. the show okay all right great yeah, because I mean, the more I've, the more I'm learning, and the more I'm hearing about it, and as you know, as we're all saying, uh, uh, the way things have been, business as usual with banking and and cryptos and non cryptos, everything is getting pretty squirrely. Yeah, uh, how are you connecting to the show here? Through Gypsy. Oh, okay. On my, right, so you, uh, do you have on Skype the, uh, on cell phone? phone? Oh, on your phone. Do you have yeah. Skype? Say again? Yeah, Skype? No, okay. I don't. Uh, they pissed me off a few years ago, and uh, I refused to go go back to them. I am on Telegram. Uh, okay, but we, how about Zoom? Can we get you on Zoom? Yeah, we could do a Zoom, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably half a while we'll have to connect. Okay. All right. All right. We'll just send you our Zoom room, and uh, then we can get on with you. Get the take care okay. of. Great. Very good. Because I'm okay. I'm ready to get ready to get started with this, and uh, uh, you know, start moving things around as needed. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're not you're not close by to everybody else, are you? You're on the coast someplace. Yeah, I'm on the coast, and uh, like Jack and uh, Roger, they're all up in the mountains. Right. Uh, we're several hours distance apart from each other. So, uh, well, so how did you run? I really get to see. I really get to see those guys. We just chat on the internet mainly, you know. How'd you run into them? Well, Jack was instrumental in getting me down here to Ecuador years ago when I was looking to, you know, escape the motherland. And <laughs> I'm from I'm from Atlanta and he's from West West Atlanta. So we kind of had a connection. I met him on a Facebook group. I was trying to figure out which South American country to move to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, he was very interactive with me and uh, very helpful, telling me all the pluses and minuses of Ecuador. And, uh, so we've been friends for uh, seven years, eight years. Which and then I met Reg, Roger through him. Yeah. And just recently, a few months ago, uh, submitted my uh, affidavit, David, for being a national. And uh, so I got that going. And, oh, by the way, uh, do any of you guys on here know the uh, the proper IRS address to mail? Put 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 them on notice as well. I want to send them a cover, a copy of my uh, affidavit. Where would you send uh, your address? Where would you Again? file your return? Where would you file your return if you were mailing it? Uh, Georgia. Okay. So you want to send it to the sectional center of um, that area. And you want to send it to the commissioner as well. sectional center yeah there's a there's a regional center that these offices local offices operate out of uh-huh. in other words, if you get a letter from them it's going to come out from some some regional office someplace not from the local office okay. like there's one, there's a san Bernardino office for the irs over here and but when i get letters and stuff they don't come from that office they come from some other place within the country that's kind of an administrative center i think i think they call them sectional centers I don't know for sure, but that person okay. there is where they keep the records on you. And then you want to send it directly to the commissioner as well. And the commissioner's in Washington, D.C. So there's, there's two places to send it for the Internal Revenue Service. Oh, I like that. That's, yeah, the, I mean, I had heard to either send it to Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. And then I go on, I'm online trying to find out, you know, Hall of Records location and it's, you know, kind of kind of squirrely on where to, you know, exactly where to send, uh, where I would send something like this to. You just find where the commissioner is located in Washington, D.C. for the IRS, and that's where you send it for the commissioner. And then you just find, you need to find out who would service the area where you would mail your return if it's going to be, maybe Atlanta is is one of those centers. Actually, I think Atlanta is. Right. So you would send it to them as that regional area that's related to you. And then you want to send it to the top guy as well. Okay. Don't you send it to one with the IRS, send it to both places. 
And just make sure you have the proper wording on it. Otherwise, you're going to get a penalty notice. Well, I was going to send them uh, just a, you know, uh, a copy of the of the affidavit. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but you know, that cover letter is very important. You want to make sure that this is a legal notice, lawful legal notice, and not to be construed uh -huh. as a filing. Because they just treat it as a file. Because this is common usage. I, I filed it with the IRS. I filed it with Secretary of State. <laughs> well, they they understand the word file completely different than you do. So you want to make sure that the IRS understands that it's legal notice. It's not a filing. So you would, I would, I would. You write that right on the letter. You cover letter. You're going to send. Here's a copy of my affidavit that has is uh, in possession of the secretary, the federal secretary of state, concerning your status, um, uh, uh, citizenship, evidence, status, or something like that. Well, right. I have a. I, I call it citizenship evidence affidavit. That's what I title my affidavit. You just said that's enclosed, but you're going to say on your letter very in bold letters this is lawful legal notice it not to be construed as a filing it's not a filing you're not filing anything with them you're you're giving right. them legal notice. you got to make sure they understand that right <clears throat> anyway we will i'll try to reach you afterwards um okay i've got your email i did i think the phone number you gave me was an ecuadorian phone number yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we got. And actually, if, uh, I actually do have a Magic Jack telephone number too, which is a uh, stateside uh, out of Atlanta. Is it is it on all the time, or you have it on and off? Uh, it's it's on an app on my uh, on my cell phone as well as oh. my laptop, so it should ring, you know, uh, on my phone. Uh, okay. Anyway, Zoom's best for us anyway. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've been uh, here for an hour. Usually that's about the proper time, and I got things I got to get done after that meeting I had, and we need to call Scott. <laughs> if anybody else All right. Very cool. Appreciate the up. time. I look forward to, to chatting with you a little later. If anybody else has anything they want to bring up, we'll hang out for a bit. Well, we need to let these people know how they can get more information, Jim. Oh, yeah. Just go to uh, yourdiywealth.com and uh, click on the Hyperverse tab. You can get all the information there about the program. And then uh, kick hitting the Contact Me button, you can send me an email. And if you want to talk to John and Kathy, just let me know that, and I'll forward them on for you on to them. Or uh, if uh, when Michelle or Tanya are here, if you want to talk to them, let me know, and I'll pass you along to them. But uh, yourdiywealth.com is the uh, main site. And Hyperverse is the tab you click, and there's all the videos and uh, celebrity endorsements and everything there. And that's where you get all the information. Uh, by the way, Tanya would have been here today, too, but uh, she's on hold. She's doing research for all of us. As, as you know, she kind of does things her own way. And uh, she didn't want to use MetaMask and stuff for some of the HF, HVT stuff, so she's found another way of doing it. And she was 
only number 49 in the queue waiting to talk to tech support. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, She didn't want to lose her place in the queue, so. I don't blame her. No, I don't either. Yeah, hopefully she'll find out some good stuff. She puts out the effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. She does. She gets on there and she figures it out and she puts out the effort. Yeah. Comes from living up in the great white north in the woods in a can in a trailer with no hot water. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe she's doing it. Really, yeah, I'll tell you what. I didn't know she didn't have hot water. She we did. I just we just found that out. Just what you, you heat know. on the stove, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, had a customized little um, wood stove put in there when she bought it. And uh, that was the best thing she ever did, I think, as far as upgrading. Well, it kept her warm. I mean, she didn't realize how fast she had to keep, she couldn't sleep. She had to keep staying awake to keep the fire going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd get old. My my wood burner will burn for eight hours on a a filling, which is just bare minimum. (laughs) Well, she has a little one. It's in a trailer. Mm hmm. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week for sure, if not sooner, somewhere. All righty. See you later. Scott, we need a few minutes. Yeah, jump over there. Uh, Scott is in uh, Telegram. We just posted that video over the weekend to walk you through how to uh, do a purchase with your debit card, credit card. Cool. Uh, through the Who. That's are you on your, your... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You're, you're, Scott, are you under your name in Telegram? Because that's where I can put the uh, zoom. Uh, actually, no. I'm I'm under uh, Silly Willie in Telegram. Silly Willie won't go. I've seen that before. <laughs> it's actually a picture of Willie Nelson in his pigtails, uh, and uh, and it's basically but it's, but it's a spoof of Greta Thunberg saying that the vaccines <laughs> are really were really tough this year. So it's basically her aging, looking like Willie Nelson. So. Just me having fun. Oh boy! You know I can't. There's so many silly willies. Seriously? Wow. Well, there's a silly willie members club. Silly willie announcement. You silly. There's silly you willie. See a silly willie with a picture of Willie Nelson on it. No, I don't see Willie Nelson at all. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to sing that song, Ever Smoke Weed with Lily. Well, maybe I'm not seeing it because I don't have even my phone. So there's no way to. Uh... Why don't you send me an email for your your link? Your uh, username? Sure. Uh, let's see. What's your at? But you're your on. What, what are you on uh, Telegram? I'll look you up. Uh, I don't have. I, it's just John. Uh, and a space and a capital K and a period. I think you need a phone number to find it. Yeah. Uh, well, you might my, my telegram, my telegram um, telephone numbers is the same. Um, What's your username? You have an at username? Excuse me? There, yeah, uh, Telegram has a username system. Most people put in a username, and it's got an at sign, and then that username. Do you have that? Uh, at go green go. Okay. 
Oh, I've seen that name before. Okay. Go Gringo. Yeah. Let me try it's that. It's just me playing word, word games. I like to do <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> Gotta do something to entertain yourself down there, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, when you're retired and you kind of live on the coast, you spend a lot of time uh, uh, being bored. Or at least I do, anyway. So, yeah. so. Toes in the water, ass in the sand. No worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you got to take a break from the sun and the beach and, you know, <laughs> and the cervezas. So, uh, got to spread it out. <laughs> uh, I, it just must be uh, rough. I found one. It says geo, then the word green, and then go. And it's silly uh, Willie. Silly made. space Willie. Yeah. And all I see is an SW icon. I don't see a, a picture of. Click on it. Yeah, I did. I'm sitting there. I'm going to try to send him a message here. Okay, dope. All right, cool. <laughs> okay, I just sent it. All righty. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, We'll figure it out, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on the show. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Ah, okay. John K. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Kids. Looks like the connection's okay. been made. Okay. Look like it. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you. All right. Take care. Right. See you Thanks. next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. All right. You guys make it a beautiful day. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> take care. You too. Right. Bye bye. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, if anybody has anything else they want to bring up regarding Hyperfun, feel free. Otherwise, we're going to take a look at some of the other stuff that's going on. Uh, Dr. Oh, where'd it go? I just had this thing and it just, oh, there it is. Dr. Christina Rahm, R-A-H-M, warns that more bioweapons are coming after COVID. Yeah, that's what I've been saying too. <laughs> Cure the Cause's founder, Dr. Christina Rahm, warned, that warned the public that more bioweapons are coming after the Wuhan coronavirus. Prior to delving into holistic medicine, Rahm worked for big, uh, several big pharma companies, including Bristol-Myers Squibb, Pfizer, Janssen, UB, UCB, Biogen, Alexion, and more. I would be brought in to work on special projects in different areas. Through that, I was just told that we have to prepare because there's going to be biological warfare, that there will be viruses released in the future. So we worked on different things like human monoclonal antibodies and vaccines, she shared uh, during the recent episode of the Stu Peter Show. According to Rom, the, the next phase of global war would be fought in biological weapons instead of nuclear weapons. Yeah, look at all the stuff they're finding over in Ukraine right now. And let's see if there's a link to... Oh, here we go. Let's play this little thing that she's on with... Well, Dr. Christina Rahm is the founder of Cure the Causes, is a formulator for root wellness and a visionary alchemist for the International Science Nutrition Society. But before all of that, she worked at Pfizer. And she says, thanks to that experience, she knew that a biological attack like COVID-19 was coming. And she says that far more is on the way from vaccine-induced AIDS to nanobots and more. And of course, we want to hear more about that. Dr. Rahm joins us now. So how did you know that the COVID attack was coming based on your experience working for Big Pharma? Well, it was really a combination of working with um, 
in research and clinical and medical science. I also was, was in the sales and marketing. So I was experiencing all the different areas of pharma and biotech um, with Bristol-Myers Squibb, J&J, uh, Pfizer, Biogenidec, Alexion, UCB, a lot of companies. So I would be brought in and, and working on special projects in those different areas. So through that, um, I was just told we have to prepare because there's going to be biological warfare and there will be viruses released in the future. So we're going to work on different things like human monoclonal antibodies and um, different kinds of vaccines. Okay, so hold on, hold on a second. I just got to stop you right there for a second. Okay. You said that they said that viruses were going to be released. In other words, that they were going to be engineered and released as this program has said about the set of symptoms branded and marketed as COVID-19, which we now know came out of the bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China. Nobody can dispute that. But they said that they were going to be released. That's the verbiage that they used. Yes, that it would be used with biological warfare with different countries. It would not be a nuclear war. We would have to have different things like viruses and bacteria and fungus that would be released. So we had to be prepared for it. And then they in turn ended up releasing it on the entire global populace, including right here in the United States of America. And Pfizer knew about this beforehand. I I can't speak for Pfizer. I know that um, it was a lot of the companies we were preparing that we would have solutions for it um, so that when it was released, we would be able to treat it. Um, they never said to me they were the ones that were going to release it. Yeah. I don't know. Which they might not have said it, but I'm going to reasonably speculate that these demonic evildoers knew about it uh, in advance. Now, you say that based on this experience, you also know that more is coming. What is the more that's coming and how do you know that? Well, I was actually asked to work at Wuhan, and um, I was told um, by some of the people at Procter & Gamble, I, I was asked to help with the solutions because they said there would be multiple viruses. And then some of the doctors that I worked with in China actually let me know beforehand uh, what was getting ready to happen and that there would be four to five different things that they said would be released. So you worked at the lab in Wuhan, China? No, I was asked to work at the land at that lab on a project and I declined because I didn't want to leave my kids for six to nine months and I didn't understand the project. Okay. So when you said that the doctors that you worked with in China, you mean virtually or over the phone? No, I worked for three weeks in China. I've worked there multiple times, um, helping with the hospital systems and different projects. And those doctors that I've worked with were the ones that contacted me and also gave me information. Why China, by the way? I mean, other than the fact that they are our number one global enemy, uh, why do you believe that all this is happening there? You know, China it has a veil. It's kind of like Russia um, and different countries. It's, you know, you, you don't, they don't leak out information as much. So I would suspect that's one of the reasons that the global leaders, I know the lab there was working on retroviruses and vaccines, and I don't know if they all decided for that to happen or why that happened from Wuhan. But I would suspect it's because there's a lot of secrecy that they, they keep in China that's not released to most people. As big of a boogeyman as our media, which we now know to be completely dishonest, totally complicit liars, paid for, bought off by Big Pharma. They are the propaganda arm of the globalists and those that want to kill us and neuter our kids and sell them on the free market and eradicate Christianity. And as much as they make out Xi and China and Putin and Russia to be this boogeyman, when they say go left, I just go right now. And I believe that there is probably a deep state and bad actors in China but I don't know that Xi or Putin are necessarily the bad guys. And it appears in their recent alliance 
they may actually be trying to expose who the real bad guys actually are. And now desperately running for cover are the globalists and the evildoers inside of our own bureaucracy and the global cabal that wants to take down and eradicate all the aforementioned. Uh, and it's really quite interesting to watch. What do you think specifically it is that's coming? Well, I, I'm concerned about smallpox. I'm concerned about rabies. You know, anytime you tell me that a biological place has been blown up, I'm exposed that that experience will release things. Um, I'm concerned about different types of Lyme disease because I know ticks and fleas have been used in the past um, with some of the biological missions. And I'm like you, I, I don't know that it's Putin. I don't know that it's Xi. I don't know if those are the people. I think that it's people behind, underneath that have been driving this for years and not necessarily them. Yeah, we've seen that here domestically. I mean, we saw Donald Trump with a deep state working around him. As soon as he got into office, the swamp just worked overtime. They went from Washington to Bedminster and now down to Mar-a-Lago. The same people are surrounding President Trump right now. The deep state is acting fervently in desperation uh, to try to escape this, which is why we now see this military intervention being talked about, nuclear war, no-fly zones, things like that, Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Russia, Russia. It's a huge distraction away from the criminal enterprise and the crimes against humanity that these people, these demonic Satanists have inflicted and been responsible for on the global populace. All of these deaths, it's probably why we don't see Tony Fauci anymore, because he's been disgraced and is running for cover, I would imagine. Right now, probably trying to escape the noose that he deserves if he is indicted, tried, and should be fried. Uh, what about this, this, uh, what is this called? This hemorrhagic fever or this, uh, this, what, what is the other word for this thing that they've been throwing around? Marburg. What is this now? Well, the thing is that that's another way you can genetically engineer or um, basically reverse engineer things that can be targeted to go in. So that's just another thing that could be utilized um, to attack the human race or to basically get rid of populations. And I said this the other day in, in a discussion, someone said, well, we're not overpopulated. And I said, no, um, when you talk about being overpopulated, you're talking about the people, the very high people that are not gaining power or making money from the people that are in the lower levels. So they don't care if they don't fit their agenda. It doesn't make sense for them to stay on the earth. And that's my opinion about what most people or most of these big powers are thinking. So not only have you had experience with these big pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, for example, and not only are you an alchemist and a formulator for root wellness and the founder of Cure the Causes, but you also have an academia background with Harvard specifically. Yeah, I my post um, graduate postdoc work was at Harvard in nanotechnology. I wanted to study uh, as much of that as I could because here's my thought process: if we're going to have things happen in this world that are going to be destructive, we've got to have scientists that are on the side that understand how to correct it and understand how to fix it, or otherwise you can't win. I also went back to Cornell in pharmaceutical operation management and nutrition because my goal was to provide solutions knowing that we would continue to have things that would affect our population in a negative way. Are there scientific papers that you contributed to that we can find? Uh, yes. And where are those? Are those actually posted at uh, your Cure the Causes website? Uh, LinkedIn under Dr. Christina Rahm. Uh, you will see a lot of the papers and we're, we're starting to upload them. You can also go online, uh, American Dermatology Association, American Oncology Association. I did a lot of investigator-sponsored trials, case studies, um, and different things with human monoclonal antibodies and things that I worked on. What about these human monoclonal antibodies? Are they good? Are they bad? Do they have all of these things in them that we have been told that they have in them? 
So some of the human monoclonal antibodies um, that I've worked on, I feel like are very good because they go in and they target to get rid of a disease because what happens is you send them in to basically tell the cells what to do. However, if you can program something to go in and do that, you and I both know you can do that for a positive effect or a negative effect. The thought process is in science is if you have a virus, like let's say rheumatoid arthritis, the cells are surrounded by these spikes. And so HIV can't naturally get in. So what scientists work on are creating a virus to go in in the pretense of helping with another virus, but I've never seen that work effectively in my opinion. I do know there's certain molecules that I worked on in Alexion and Biogen that have helped a lot of people. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of things that have been released recently that the side effects and adverse events obviously were not um, communicated to anyone or to the public and they were known. You know, mRNA has been around since the 80s and we know it was effective. We, we've always known, but it wasn't the side effects and the adverse events, especially for the children and generationally with the animals were very negative. And so those weren't used in the past, but they have been obviously used now. So the mRNA technology that Dr. Malone helped to invent has been around, but he didn't necessarily invent the ingredients that are now being used in this injection that the mRNA technology is helping to deliver, in other words, Correct. is what you're saying. And so, yes, that would be an example of blockchain, uh, really good technology, but can be used for extremely bad purposes and people can do their evil with it. I only have a couple of minutes left here, but I want to ask you this. So Paul Alexander, Dr. Paul Elias Alexander was a HHS senior COVID advisor for President Trump. He was on this program just recently. Can't believe that he said it, but he said he believes that COVID is fake. Uh, I believe that too. And here's what I mean by that. When I say that, I don't mean that people were not getting sick, Dr. Rahm. I understand that people were getting sick. I believe that there was a chimerically engineered, intentionally engineered, intentionally released bioweapon that came out of that lab in Wuhan, China, and that got out of control. I don't believe that it is a deadly disease. I don't believe that anybody should be dying from COVID-19. So far, do you agree with what I'm saying? 100%. Okay. And if given the proper treatment, nobody should die. Uh, whether it's ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, uh, zinc, vitamin D3, quercetin, these things that we have found to be effective. So far, do you agree with what I'm saying? 100%. And that yeah. hospitals have weighed in on and helped to actually kill people with poisonous drugs like remdesivir that causes renal failure and shutdown and organ failure, and then the ventilator and then into a grave. Do you agree with that? I agree that they have treated this completely wrong and this was not okay, okay. how the treatments have been released. So when Absolutely. we say fake, we mean that COVID-19 is actually fake and that it has been branded and marketed as a product that has made people billionaires, even trillionaires, if you look at these big pharmaceutical companies that are just, I mean, their their bottom line is just unbelievable and with the money that they're making. But this is a product and that COVID-19 really isn't a disease, but that it's a set of symptoms being used to perpetuate fear, control, compliance, subservience, all of these things. Do you agree that COVID-19 is fake in that way? I agree, I agree in that way that COVID-19 is fake because it's just COVID, Corona has been around since the 1600s <laughs> and there's so, different variants. Yeah. With that being said, there's going to be more fake things that happen to accomplish all of the same goals that I just mentioned. So you came here to warn about these things, these nanobots and these VADES type, AIDS type things with these injections that we don't need and that we don't want and that are another bioweapon that are causing record-setting unprecedented amounts of death that the media won't touch. What is the purpose of you coming here? It's to issue a warning, obviously. So how can people protect themselves in about a minute? 
people need to protect themselves by taking certain vitamins and minerals and then switching them up because a virus is smart. So you just have to give yourself the tools inside your body you need to fight it. And there's lots of tools available from Zithromax to Diflucan, um, you know, hydroquinolone. Then there's also, of course, vitamins and minerals. I also want to tell people my master's and my first doctorate degree was in psychology. So psychological warfare is real. You guys need to understand you own your minds. You own your bodies, treat your bodies. Your body has a living city in here. So you deserve to give it what it needs, which are is the proper protection. You've got to detox and you've got to provide and protect the cells inside your body. You can make it through this. You've got to be strong in your mind, body, and your spirit. You're the founder of Cure the Causes. Where can people find that? Uh, CureTheCauses.com or DrChristinaRon.com. Wonderful. And Dr. we're Ron. also on social media. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Interesting. Most of the stuff they say, you know, I agree with. Some of the things they say or she's saying is based on her lack of training and the wrapped around the allopathic axle. But all in all, not bad. Democrat voting couple who allegedly tried to sell nuclear sub-secrets to Brazil once vowed to leave the U.S. over Trump. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, let's see here. White House turns to low IQ TikTok influences to influencers to put spin on why oil and gas prices are rising. Yeah, I've heard that. They're getting these boneheads that are into, you know, everything from textiles and clothing and weird stuff to get them to put out the administration's disinformation lies about uh, how Putin's in charge is responsible for the high gas prices and everything else. Oh goodness. Nuts. American gun owners gear up for ammunition and reloading component price increases. Yeah. If you hadn't planned on that, hope you already got what you needed. Thousands of Marines deployed to Australia in preparation for a possible war with China. Eesh. wonder if they're going to make them all be vaxxed. Of course, they most of them are anyway. The end of the global economy as we know it. There's another one that was looking pretty... <laughs> Here's a good one. The pot calling the kettle black. Tulsi Gabbard smeared as treasonous liar by Senator Mitt Romney. Takes one to know one, I guess. Tulsi Gabbard's one of the few people out there that seems to have a head on her shoulders, at least with a D after her name. I like Tulsi Gabbard. Everything she says, she sounds more conservative than some so-called conservatives uh, our governments have declared war on us there's something that you know everybody ought to be aware of ukraine declares journalist a russian terrorist as her reporting undermines western narratives yeah so there's a, a german uh, journalist alina lip has been labeled a terrorist by the Ukrainian government when when U.S. President Joe Biden's, uh, excuse me, U.S. resident Joe Biden's government is doing the same thing to individuals against his narrative. Last week, Rare Foundation, R-A-I-R, USA, translated a video by a young German journalist living in Donetsk, uh, Alina Lip, after her video on the Donbass region went viral. She was registered on Ukraine's official terrorist website as a Russian terrorist. Lip is neither a Russian citizen, nor does she have a Russian passport. Lip's pro-Donbass reporting is believed to be why she was uh, 
Classified as a terrorist, she has repeatedly claimed that the Ukrainian military has been attacking Donbass Russians for the past eight years. I've heard that in several occasions. In Lip's viral video, uh, she highlighted that the people living in Donbass want, the, the, want to belong to Russia and have been thankful that Russia finally did something, she stressed. Finally, the people here have been liberated from the terror that they've been experiencing for the last eight years from the Ukrainian government. Well, just got to play a little of this. Hopefully, I'm, I'm wondering, it might be in German and in subtitles, but we'll see. Es ist der 24. Februar 2022. Krieg ist ausgebrochen. Russland hat... I'll put the, the link in the chat room and the Telegram channel and you can watch it for yourself because you got to read the... Uh, it doesn't go over very well if I'm sitting here reading the subtitles while she's speaking in German. So it's on the Telegram channel and it's also in the chat room. But... Um, Interviews with uh, residents of Donbass, Ukrainian military has been attacking. Seems to me that even seven uh, at seven, I understood that it's really a war. And this is a young lady who's being interviewed, apparently. Um, Lip released a video statement in response to people attacking her work and the Ukraine uh, government registering her as a Russian terrorist. This message is for all those who, for some reason, want to defame me. As it turns out, I'm now registered on the Russian, the official Ukrainian terrorist website, and I'm also uh, now listed as a Russian terrorist. That's pretty funny because I don't even have a Russian passport. They want uh, why they want to defame me? I don't know because I just uh, want to show how things really are here in Donbas, in Donetsk, for example. I can show proof of my uh, my entire life, my resume, everything I've done, all my encounters, meetings to prove there's nothing I'm somehow hiding. I'm an independent journalist, and I can also prove that. I'm, spe I'm simply trying to work for peace. <laughs> well, therein lies the problem. When the globalists want nothing but perpetual war, uh, you're in the way. Explosions can be heard going off in the background here again. That's the Ukrainian army which has been shelling the Dunbos region for the past eight years, and I've, been, and I've seen that with my own eyes. I've seen the people suffering in the outskirts. You know, if you want to defame me, ask yourself why. I'm only filming what isn't shown in the West. I just want to expose an injustice, and that's something everyone should want. Why should I be defamed? Why should I be prevented from exposing this injustice? Expose the genocide. I don't understand it. Just an example, someone from uh, T Online contacted me to do an interview with me. Best regards to that gentleman. He wrote uh, very nicely, and then I answered him. I said uh, I would like to do that. Do I would like to, and that I would gladly answer questions, but that I'd like to read it through and approve the article before publication. Then he said, "Nah, I don't do that." <laughs> yeah, there's only one reason for that. I had that side when I back when I was on the NRA board, I'd get contacted by local media, and I told them I said the only way I will do an interview is if it is on live TV. I'm not going to do something that's recorded, edited, and then played later, because I know how you people operate, and uh, shut them down real quick. The only thing I would do is live shows. I'd like doing live debates against the anti-gunners because they never had anything that they could work with, and I'd eat their lunch 
and uh, when you do these things live they don't have a chance to edit and the people out there in the land actually get to hear what you're saying and that's why uh, after that I didn't get a whole lot of calls anymore which was fine with me just proved who they were and what they were trying to do I had the same thing before happened before I'm going back to the article I think it was uh, with Der Spiegel magazine it was a long time ago. I asked myself, if you don't agree with my uh, checking my own sta uh, statements beforehand, then you're basically admitting that you intend to change my statements in a way that I wouldn't agree with afterwards. So it's unbelievable. <laughs> what kind of journalism is that? It's not journalism. It's propaganda. Just show the truth. The statements from the people whom you interview should be what they said. That's how it should be. It's unbelievable what has become of this world and what journalism has become. Now, journalism is still journalism. It's just a few people practice it anymore. Most time now, people that claim to be journalists are nothing but, you know, uh, editors and propagandists. Oh, well, bye. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Will the U.S. government also be labeled journalists as terrorists? Or, you know, also labeled? Sure enough, they've been doing that for a long time. Some, uh, oh, here's a thing from the National Terrorism Advisory System, a bulletin. And this is as of June 2nd, 20, huh? June 2nd, 20, oh, well, it will expire. Excuse me, this is June, February 7th, 2022, and it expires on June 7th. Summary of Terrorism Threat to the United States. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories. Well, I'm sure this show would be labeled as such if we were big enough to have them even care. The other forms of mis-, dis-, and malinformation, MDM, include, or introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic actors, uh, these threat actors uh, seek to exacerbate societal fiction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government. Oh, well, <laughs> there's not much of that to start with. Uh, and the ones that do are just the, the Kool-Aid drinking, vaccine-taking sheeple who won't be around long. Mass casualty attacks and other acts of terrorist uh, targeted violence condoned by lone offenders or conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. <laughs> Why don't you just say people telling the truth pose an ongoing threat? While the conditions underlying the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, the convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility unpredictability and complexity of the threat environment. One, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord to undermine public trust in the U.S. government institutions. Two, continued calls for violence directed at the U.S. critical infrastructure. I don't know who's doing that. Soft targets and mass gatherings, faith-based institutions such as churches, synagogues, and mosques, institutions of higher education, there's no such thing in this case, any, in this country anymore. <laughs> institutions of higher education are just institutions of indoctrination. Radical and religious minorities, government facilities, and personal uh, personnel, including law enforcement and military, the media, and per perceived ideological components. And three, calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States based on recent events. Huh. Well, anyway... It's getting goofier and goofier as time goes on. But, 
man, there's quite a lot of damage being done over in Ukraine, and the question is who's actually doing the damage. And, uh, well, this young lady's getting into, into it, and she's got the flak ja jacket and Kevlar helmet on and everything. She's in the getting trying things. I'm surprised they haven't attacked her or silenced her there. You know, now that she's in Ukraine, uh, and she's been labeled as a terrorist by the Ukrainian government, I would think they'd be hunting her. She's probably laying low. New York Times finally admits Hunter's laptop is real. Well, you know, better late to the party than never. Biden regime significantly escalating conflict likelihood with Russia after decision to send switchblade kamikaze drones to Ukraine. These little things are nasty little goobers. There, it's a drone that basically can be launched miles from its intended target, and they can fly the thing directly, like through the window of a truck, and kill whoever's inside. You know, they just you know the the drone is the weapon, and uh, it's crazy. The amateur diplomats and advisors in the Biden regime are dramatically improving the likelihood of a massively destructive war between the U.S., NATO, and Russia following an incredibly stupid decision to send a particular new armament to Ukraine. Yeah, this is a big mistake. In particular, the regime has decided to provide Ukraine's armed forces with a hunter-killer kamikaze drone known as Switchblade, according to news last week. I heard a video about this thing, and it's quite the uh, little anti-personnel weapon. As part of a mass... Well, let me see if this thing actually... Yeah. Here's a little video, I think. Well, I don't know if that's it or not. Um... Ukraine's drones have lethal impact on Russian forces. Uh, I'm not going to play this, being from NBC and haven't had a chance to look at it ahead of time. Anyway, as part of a massive military aid package announced Wednesday, the Biden administration is providing Ukrainian, or providing Ukraine with U.S.-made killer drones, cutting-edge guided missiles that could accurately target Russian troops from miles away. Two congressional officials briefed on the matter told NBC News. The White House referred to the weapons in a fact sheet on the aid package as 100 tactical unmanned aerial systems. <laughs> NBC News reported exclusively Tuesday that this, is, that this move is under consideration. The outlet noted uh, that further that the U.S. had developed two variants of the weapon, the Switchblade 300 and Switchblade 600, both of which have been purchased by U.S. Special Operations Command, from Aerovironment, the manufacturer, which is located in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. Imagine that. NBC News notes that the 300 model is used to target personnel with pinpoint accuracy, while the larger 600 version is used for tanks and other armored vehicles. The congressional officials who leaked the story to NBC News did not say which model is going to be proved, uh, provided to Ukraine or if both versions would be. In December, NBC News reported on the exclusive demo of the 300 model, at the t but at the time, Aerovironment officials said the U.S. government barred them from demonstrating the capabilities of the 600 model. The network's report at the time explained just how this weapon works and, frankly, why Russian President Vladimir Putin will see it as an escal uh, escalation accent action that is likely to bring repercussions for Americans. Some experts believe that the spread of anti-autonomous weapons 
or semi-autonomous weapons will change ground warfare as profoundly as the machine gun did. NBC's News noted in December's report they can uh, leapfrog traditional defenses to strike infantry, infantry troops anywhere on the battlefield, and they cost just $6,000 apiece compared to 150000 for the Hellfire missile typically fired from Predator or Reaper drones. And uh, the report continued that uh, that capability could help save the lives of U.S. troops, but it could also put them and Americans at home in great danger from terrorists or nation-states that haven't previously had access to such lethal and affordable technology. Shaw Sheikh, I think it is, a missile expert from the Center for Strategic and International Studies, observed, I think this is going to be a new IED, or improvised explosive device. It's something that we can see that is going to be a problem. I'm surprised. I gotta think that people have been uh, trying to weaponize, just, you know, dr just basic drones uh, to do the same kind of thing. You know, granted, these things are much more potent, but um, some of the stuff that you can do with a regular drone, if you had a little bit of uh, uh, technique, uh, technical ability, and that kind of thing, you could be, you can make turn a regular couple hundred dollar drone into some some nasty stuff. Anyway, had Taliban and others opposing forces had such weapons in Afghanistan and Iraq, the U.S. military could not have fought and operated as they did for decades. The kamikazes are battery-powered and designed to loiter overhead for a decent amount of time with operators waiting for the precise moment to strike. And with the 300 model being only about 20 inches long, they're extremely difficult to detect or defend against. What's more, the U.S. Homeland Security officials are extremely concerned that such weapons will be deployed within the country uh, by terrorist organizations who could literally take out elected officials, high-value infrastructure, and other targets pr pr uh, practically uh, with impunity. And don't think that Russia does not have the capability to manf manufacture such drones or get them smuggled into the U.S. thanks to the Biden's literal open-border policies. As horrific as the war in Ukraine is, for the U.S. and NATO to get involved in any way will not only prolong the misery, but put our own countries in danger of retaliation by Putin using the same kind of weapons we are providing to Kiev. And that's the thing. We should, you know, this, this kind of stuff is just begging for problems to start. And ugh, scary stuff. They're doing everything they can to get us into war with Russia. Virginia's doctors, or Virginia doctor posts uh, office post cardiac health warning, uh, death warning in a, in window to alert, or that have yeah, that heart lab work will now be required for sports physicals if you receive any COVID vaccine. Yeah, I covered this uh, oh, a couple weeks ago. Myocarditis and irregular heart rate heartbeats are now commonplace for healthy people around the world thanks to COVID-19 clot shots. And even, and even pediatrician offices are posting warning signs in their windows about it. At a Virginia doctor's office, the sign in the window reads, COVID vaccination affects your heart. If you receive doses of any COVID shot, we will not clear you without lab work. The doctors run tests for student athletes, and they uh, know that, they, um, that the gene-happy prion injections clog blood, brain, strain the heart, and can kill you. Uh, these doctors at Jackson River Pediatrics 
don't want to be responsible for clearing kids and teenagers with a uh, physical for sports when they could drop dead from cardiac death due to the Wuhan flu clot shots at any time. COVID injections put otherwise healthy, uh, perfectly healthy athletes at high risk of cardiac death, so doctors feel obligated to warn public despite CDC lies. And <laughs> once a child or teenager is injected with gene therapy prions, it is not uncommon for their heart function to fail as sports physical uh, fa- fail a sports physical examination. Nobody can ever sue the vaccine manufacturers for vaccine damage ever. Congress made sure of that several years ago. Well, not so much the case now, because the the truth is coming out that these manufacturers violated the standard rules of uh, uh, for the clinical testing and uh, all kinds of things that showed uh, malice and uh, you know flat out negligence in most cases and in many cases the you know they do, they knew that this stuff was going to harm people. And the proof of that is enough to negate any liability protection they might have, which means they could be sued. But you've got to be able to get that into court. Anyway, however, you can sue your doctor and your doctor of the doctor of your children for not taking proper precautions and warning you about vaccine dangers that cause heart problems, especially for young athletes who compete on the field and courts. Whether a person gets the mRNA jab or a prion payload injection, which is the Johnson Johnson, they are more prone to have blood clots, irregular heartbeats, myocarditis, and neurological implications from the billions of prions that travel all through the vascular system to all parts of the body. Did you hear differently that the COVID jabs are intramuscular and remain in the site of injection? <laughs> you were lied to. Now the injection industry is blaming anything and everything but the deadly injections for heart problems. They blame people for breathing too much, (laughs) and they're even blaming referee whistles for scaring people to death. Oh boy. (laughs) It's time to let the world know that these pediatricians are quietly letting their patients know that, and that is that the COVID injections are not injections or vaccines at all, but rather gene mutation injections that cause blood clots and a strained heart. How many more healthy athletic kids, teenagers, and young adults will drop dead from the clot shots while the parents are brainwashed to deflect the blame onto anything else? Only time will tell, or truth media, such as this. Bookmark vaccines.news to your favorite independent websites for updates. Anywho, yep, it's getting crazier and crazier as time goes on. And on the other side of things, over in Idaho, uh, Baby Cyrus is back home. Uh, Baby Cyrus, we mentioned last week, was a little, uh, I think, 10-month-old, something like that, who, because, you know, he just didn't feel good, they went to the doctor, they were supposed to have a follow-up, and Mom had uh, woke up that day not feeling so great, so she canceled the appointment, and the idiot doctor notified CMS, or CPS, and... They came in and stole the baby. It was a medical kidnapping. And uh, they claimed that the baby was being removed from the breastfeeding mother for uh, the baby's own well-being. But he wasn't taken to the hospital. He was turned over to uh, foster parents who don't have any more abilities and they couldn't breastfeed. You know, so it was just a big mess. (coughs) But thank goodness the... um, the uh, Idaho Lieutenant General 
or excuse me, uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor got involved. Uh, I'm not sure how much of this is is a result of her or not, but uh, she got involved and was uh, kind of making waves and trying to make sure that the baby got back home. And unfortunately, the governor, who actually had the legal authority to say who the baby was going to be placed with, would not get involved. So that in and of itself kind of stinks. But um, basically, uh, the baby is back home. Unfortunately, the fight's not over. Levi and Marissa, who are the parents, only have Cyrus with them because they agreed to a measure of state oversight and intrusion meaning CPS has to go with them to all appointments and have unlimited access to pop in on Levi and Marissa, unannounced and all that. If they decide they don't like any little thing, they can kidnap him again. But the most important thing is that Cyrus is with Marissa and Levi now. His health and well-being depend on it. The adjudicatory hearing is on April 8th, and if we don't uh, continue this, this fight nonstop through then, it will still be possible for the state to take him away again. However, for now, we just want to celebrate the blessing of having baby Cyrus back with his parents only through Jesus Christ and his mercy. And by your constant unceasing prayers and support, have we been able to witness this miracle. We will send you more updated information tomorrow, including an important update regarding a momentous rally we are planning for next week clear your calendar for march 26th which is saturday uh, but for now let's just celebrate together and give god thanks and that's from diego rodriguez who i believe is the grandfather uh, i believe is uh, marissa's um, dad p.s protests at the health department and welfare are canceled indefinitely and we will not be calling for any more protests there unless they forcibly take cyrus away again but we won't, are not anticipating that happening. Um, so anyway, that's a good thing for to a certain extent. You know, like I said, the only reason he's home is because the parents agreed to allow the tyrannical government to be in charge. Which is, you know, again, you do the wrong things and this is what you reap. I'm sure they got marriage licenses. I'm sure... Little baby Cyrus has a birth certificate and was probably enumerated at birth by the Social Security Administration. And all the things that they try and force you to do when you have your baby in a hospital. Which is why I've been saying all along for the last several years, have your babies at home with a midwife if at worst. Um, and if you do the nutrition route, you will not have to worry about all the complications and other problems that so many moms these days have which force them into hospitals because they're so screwed up physically that they can't do what should be just a normal occurrence. It wasn't until before World War II that we ever took moms to the hospital to have babies, except for, you know, the once in a while where there's a, a complication. But they were so, you know, seldom back then. You know, babies were always born at home with a midwife. And um, that all changed during World War II when the, when the men were not in the, in the factories injuring themselves, but ended up on the battlefield overseas. And the women went to work in the factories and they were not injuring themselves because they're much more careful <laughs> as a rule. And uh, the doctors had to figure out another way to make money because they were losing because they weren't treating all the injuries from the guys who were now overseas. Well, what they should have done is signed up to be master surgical, you know, military doctors and gone overseas and done it there. 
but instead they dreamed up this garbage about having to have routine checkups and then go to the hospital to have the doctor deliver your baby instead of the capable midwife. And then from that grew the injections right after birth, you know, the uh, birth certificates, the everything else. And, you know, instead of just listing the baby's name in the family Bible, most of which families in this day and age don't even have one, um, they don't have a Bible, let alone a family Bible. Um, you know, it's just a, a sad situation. And now babies are enumerated. In other words, they get their social security number before they leave the hospital along with a birth certificate, and that gives the state custody over, or not custody, but a uh, part ownership of the child. And they think it's full ownership. And, you know, basically it's being proven because that's what's going on here. You know, if, if these people did not have marriage licenses and birth certificates, the state would have, have no jurisdiction whatsoever over this child or this family or anyone else and they could have said hey you got no jurisdiction here we don't have a birth we don't have a marriage license he doesn't have a birth certificate he's our property not yours and go pound sand get away but unfortunately that's not what the case is and they're reaping the benefits so-called thereof wow we're done to five minutes Whew. Well, if anyone else has any comments, questions, now's the time to jump in uh, before we run out of time completely. Um, anybody, uh, anything at all about uh, Hyperverse or uh, any of the stuff we've been talking about? There's more. We'll what Russia, along with China, Iran, and the rest of the world outside of NATO have the last laugh in the New World Order? Hmm? Who knows? Um Get ready for more COVID injections, masks, and lockdowns as Fauci warns more wants more money for new variant. Of course, worthless little puke. There is somebody that needs to have a uh, switchbait 300 pointed at him. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that, but oh well. I don't have one. The PCR test deception, this film is not for you. <laughs> it is for the people who don't believe you. Oh, well, maybe we'll look into that tomorrow. Anyway, we are uh, pretty much out of time. And uh, a lot of craziness going on in the world today. And I just hope everybody is prepared for whatever may come. At least we made it through the supposedly really bad winter. Um, you know. They were saying it's going to be a bad winter and, you know, lots of nasty things could happen. Well, so far, we dodged that bullet. But no telling, you know, with uh, Harp and all the other things going on, they could extend winter. You know, we might have winter into June. It might be snowing on in June. Who knows? Hard telling in this day and age. But uh, anyway, just uh, take one day at a time and uh, be prepared. Get your goodies, get your extras. I had another auto ship process last night that is going to be bringing me some more things that I can stock up down on the shelves in the basement. And uh, you want to have, make sure, not just food, water, ammunition, things like that, but stock up on nutritional supplements so that when they are no longer available or temporarily unavailable, whatever the case might be, you've got something that you can at least ration and use along the way to make sure that you can take care of yourself so you don't end up having to get on the bus and go to the camp where they have the medicine for you. Anywho, 
Uh, we're down to about one minute. And just out of curiosity, I just wonder if there's anything else here. Former BlackRock advisor says Pfizer alluded to the FDA, or colluded with the FDA to hide data that shows COVID vaccine clinical trials failed. Yeah, Edward Dowd, he's been on uh, Alex Jones's show quite a bit lately and has a lot of information. He and one of his researchers um, has really come up with quite a bit of good stuff that, um, you know, if nothing else, uh, run over to band.video and get one of the videos of the shows and see what he's been saying. Maybe if I get a chance, I'll get some of the stuff to play here, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But we're down to the last 30 seconds. And, uh, whew, been a fun time. And um, got some phone calls to make after the show, so I'm going to have to boogie. But uh, everybody, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And uh, try to remain humbly grateful and not grumbly hateful. So we will see you all tomorrow. Take care. God bless. Have a wonderful afternoon. And uh, don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. And uh, check out Hyperverse at yourdiywealth.com. We'll see you.